Yeah, it's a quack cast. It's the 180th. It's called scam cell therapies. Injecting animals into humans for therapeutic reasons has a long history. The most infamous was John Brinkley, who injected goat testicles into 16,000 men in the 1920s and 30s to treat impotence. Harriet Hall wrote a review of Charlatan, America's Most Dangerous Huckster, The Man Who Pursued Him and the Age of Flimflam, which covers the topic. I wonder who would get such a title today. Chopra! I'm sorry. I sneezed. Gesundheit. I had thought that this therapy had been consigned to the Sharps container of history. Of course not. No scam ever fades away. As part of my ID reading, I came across the headline of an article, Q Fever Outbreak Among Travelers to Germany Who Received Live Cell Therapy, United States and Canada, 2014. It does surpass the classic notes from the field. Campylobacter jejuni infections associated with sheep castration, Wyoming, 2011, for foolishness, where, quote, men reported having used their teeth to castrate some of the lambs. Really. A most curious way to acquire Campylobacter. But at least the castrators were doing practical, albeit, work. When there is an alternative to teeth, including the Burrazido emasculatome, which is, quote, an elegant little tool especially suited to crushing the spermatic cords of a variety of male animals. Keep this away from my wife. It really helps to make a neat job of what would otherwise be an unpleasantly messy behavior. And the Burrazido, Burdizo, and the Burdizo achieves the goal of bloodless castration admirably. But I digress and leave to the commentators to make completely inappropriate remarks. Only the scam universe can be odder than that of infectious diseases. Now, Q fever, I know well. The big risk for Q fever, Coxiella burnetti, is exposure to sheep, especially partuant sheep. And these people's exposures, quote, when the five New York patients had traveled in a group of 10 to 15 persons to the state of Rhineland Palatinate in Germany to receive intramuscular injections of fetal sheep cells from a German physician. I mean, these patients really went out of their way to get an infectious disease. But then what is live cell therapy? Funny you should ask. It originated in the 1930s and consists of giving patients animal embryos, fetuses, or organs either orally or by injection. It is a form of sympathetic magic where the animal cells somehow go to the involved human organ to strengthen them. Germany, being old school, is relying on sheep embryos for their live cell therapy. However, those in the forefront of therapy use shark embryonic cells, which, quote, are ground up, maintained in a saline solution, and deep frozen. The solution is first tested thoroughly for sterility before being injected intramuscularly into the patient. Huh. Why shark? Quote, The results of recent research, shark embryo cells seem to be vastly superior to sheep embryo cells, especially the blue shark found only in the waters of the Pacific Ocean. It is important to note that sharks are hunted and killed daily, and the embryonic sac is normally thrown away as worthless. (laughs) wonder why. The shark has the perfect immune system in that it is free from cancer and has no contagious diseases. It has so far proven impossible to produce cancer cells in the blue shark, and this animal will also never accept the HIV virus, for example. 
Additionally, the blue and other sharks have circulating antibodies as immunoglobulin already circulating in their blood. Equally important, the cells used in live cell therapy should be from a species which has comparable pregnancy time to the human, huh? such as the blue shark, end of quote. That is an old myth, that one about sharks not getting cancer. Quote, sharks get cancer, said Schiffman, who wasn't involved in the study. Even if they didn't get cancer, eating shark products won't cure cancer any more than me eating Michael Jordan would make me a better basketball player. I wonder how a shark could get HIV. Sharing needles? Unprotected shark on shark sex? Eating an HIV-infected human? To think that sharks are doing all these things risk-free. Perhaps at the same time. Lucky sharks. Evidently, the shark embryo injector was unaware of how species-specific most infections are. HIV only affects humans and some monkeys because we have the right cell receptors on our walls. Now that stem cells are all the rage, live cell therapy is a form of stem cell therapy and used for cancer therapy as well as anti-aging. Injecting cells of other animals into yourself is not the safest thing to do. It has been associated with severe adverse events, including anaphylaxis, vasculitis, encephalitis, polyradiculitis, clostridial infections, paresis, and death. And now Q fever. Which is not a surprise, as one sheep fetus user notes, quote, For safety reasons, there are no chemical or pharmacological substances added while obtaining and processing the organ tissue. Neither is any denaturing sterilization of the cell material carried out. Sterility is achieved through precautionary measures. Safety. I use the word a bit differently than they do. As an ID doctor, that description really gives me the heebie-jeebies. In the U.S., giving injections of animal cells, xenotransplantation, this is not a Scientology treatment, requires FDA approval and oversight, which they have never provided. Not so in Germany, where, quote, an attempt to ban fresh cell therapy in 1997 was later determined to be null and void because the federal law does not cover drugs manufactured by doctors only for use in their own patients. And of course, stem cell therapy is available in Mexico. There is zero reason to think live cell therapy would have any benefit, and given the injection of foreign proteins and curious infection quality control, every reason to think it would be dangerous. Live cell therapy taken orally? In my house, we call that dinner. As one PubMed article called it, cell therapy, a cruel and dangerous deception swamp thing. Don't want animal embryos and cell therapies? I ran across a naturopath site in Portland that offers plant stem cell remedies, also called gemotherapy. It uses, quote, remedies made principally from the embryonic tissues of various trees and shrubs, the buds and emerging shoots, but also from the reproductive parts, the seeds and catkins, and from newly grown tissue, the rootlets and cortex of rootlets. In two instances, remedies are also made from the sap, and evidently given to one as well. I guess plants never accept HIV virus either, making them a good candidate for therapy. I remember my college days. My dorm mates would complain endlessly about the stems in their herbals, but for chemotherapy, it's apparently a good thing. 
chemotherapy assumes that people are plants and human cells and will respond to a variety of plant growth factors. It, quote, is a modern method of draining the organism. It uses plant bud extract and other embryonic plant tissues to open cellular detoxification pathways. It employs buds, inner bark, rootlets, or very young shoots of plants from various woodland trees and shrubs. They are harvested in the spring throughout the period of cellular division and plant growth. During this stage, they contain the highest concentration of active growth hormones, auxins, and gibberlins, and probably THC as well. These hormonal agents contain valuable informative matter required for the drainage of various organs and tissues at the cellular level. I don't think it's so much gibberlins as gibberish. You read the websites that promote this therapy, and you recognize nouns and verbs and other constructions of English grammar, but really there is no content. Why would a human benefit from gibberlins anyway, which are involved in, quote, stem elongation, hmm, germination, dormancy, flowering, sex expression, enzyme induction, and leaf and fruit senescence? Hmm, it kind of sounds like a Viagra substitute. This therapy is often offered by homeopaths, and Boreon manufactures some of the products. The products found contain 80% alcohol, so if nothing else, it's time to partay. And they are not only used for detoxification, the products are also used for a variety of diseases. One manufacturer states, quote, subsequent research and clinical experiences has confirmed its effectiveness in drainage protocols and its applicability to many common conditions. Although I found exactly one non-clinical trial on PubMed, yet another scam island of Dr. Moreau, Dr. Moreau is evidently a naturopath, combining electroacupuncture according to Vol with gemotherapy. Eh, so much for research. The plants are soaked in alcohol, then shaken and diluted to the fist decimal potency. That's what it says, fist, F-I-S-T. I mean, ouch. I think this homeopath meant the first decimal potency, which is a mere 1 in 10 dilution. So there could actually be active plant molecules in these products, at least those that are not denatured by a 50-50 mix of alcohol and glycerin, which would be most proteins. But why the fist decimal potency? Because at least according to one homeopath, quote, it is prescribed in the fist decimal potency for maximal effect. And as the naturopath notes, quote, Many gemotherapy remedies are being used in the United States at 1 DH dilution, which means the remedies have been diluted and the dosage, therefore, has to be significantly larger to gain the same effect. Wow. The least dilution is the most potent, and the most dilute quasi-homeopathic product is the least effective. Hmm. No foolish consistency here. There is no reason to suspect that chemotherapy as practiced would have any benefit for any of the diseases for which it is prescribed, Although, as with all botanicals, you never know, especially at a 1 to 10 dilution, if there may occasionally be an active molecule in the product. As they say, even a blind homeopath gets an acorn embryo once in a while. As far as promoting an illusory detoxification, well, that's in the realm of fiction. Have a good post-Thanksgiving and enjoy the best form of gemotherapy with your leftover turducken. Roasted germinated barley with hops, yeast, and water. And that brings us to the end of the 180th Quackcast. The references for this particular Quackcast can be found at Science Based Medicine 
the November 27th, 2015 entry, Scam Cell Therapies. Thanks for listening. Bye.